So I think, do you guys want to start with question number four? It said, do you think you could go for a week without your cell phone? Yeah, I looked at that question too. Do you <laughs> think you could, Alexis? I think I could. I've like recently I haven't been using my phone as much. And if I like got my phone taken away from me, I don't think I'd really go insane. But um, in the social dilemma, like it kind of shows how there's a large majority of teenagers our age that are very attached to their cell phones. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I think the same way. Like if I were to get it taken away, I think like I could handle it. But like it would definitely be hard especially like with the like over the pandemic i feel like i've like become more dependent on my phone just because it's like my entire life i feel like it's on my phone like school and like um social interactions it's like all online now you know i think cell phones have lost their uses of cell phone and they've just become um social media pretty much this on a, a way to get online i mean if we kind of changed the question a bit and we said like do you think you could go for a week without social media i could definitely do that yeah. um but when we're talking about like a cell phone when we're not talking about like the social media aspect there's so many things like you couldn't call or facetime people that you need to talk to like literally your parents or something like that would be very difficult and like checking assignments and stuff on your phone so I think that social media aspect, I could go a week without it, but functionality, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I feel like social media, like now in my eyes, like it doesn't really have a purpose. Like I just go on it when I'm yeah. bored and stuff. And I like, I just find myself like mindless, mindlessly scrolling like all the time. And it's like, yeah, exactly. there's not even like a purpose to it anymore. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, honestly, I bet I could survive a week without it, but kind of without social media. I kind of use that just to, like, fill up my free time. Like, if I'm not really doing anything, then I just kind of end up on social media. But if that didn't exist, then I definitely could survive a week. I would just kind of have trouble finding more things to do. You know, we could introduce question number nine, too. Is social media a drug? My thought on this is kind of contradictory to a lot of people because a lot of people think that teenagers are just like addicted to their phones and stuff, which is actually really true for a lot of people. But there's also a percentage of teenagers who aren't addicted and can use social media in moderation. Like, I think that I do pretty well with just moderating myself with my social media use. But yeah, I think social media at first, I think it definitely is a drug. Like, do you guys remember like when TikTok was at its peak and like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I would be on it like all the time and I literally just like couldn't stop. So I think, yeah, it kind of, honestly, like this statement is, it kind of is a drug in the sense of like, there's the actual drug and then the state of like, maybe like rehab kind of like, yeah. I don't know, like now I'm kind of not as addicted to it because I took some time off. What do you guys think? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like rehab, like obviously it's not like it's more in your head. And it's like, you just have to like become aware like of your usage, you know? It like yeah. becomes a drug, I feel like when you're just like mindlessly Mindless on it and like it's just wasting your time and like draining your time and like it's like three and then it's like five and you've been on <laughs> for two hours and you're like oh where did the time go like that's when it becomes addictive yeah 
Yeah. Um, in the beginning of online school stuff, like I would be on my phone 24-7. Like I was really stuck in like the mindlessly scrolling stuff. But like then like after a couple months, I like started using it so much, it just kind of got boring, you know? So yeah. I actually like set a screen time limit for myself so I wouldn't spend like two hours on social media. But then I kind of figured it out and it's all good. But I was definitely kind of addicted to social media for a bit in the beginning. Yeah. Me too. I'm kind of sick of it now though. Like, it's kind of just the same thing over and over and over again. If you have self-control, I don't think social media should be a problem. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, I think just the statement that social media is a drug is kind of true in the aspect of you need to have self-control with it. Like, for actual drugs, like, yeah, you can use it for recreation, but it is a drug because if you're not aware of, like, your limits, then it can become very addictive. No, we could call um, it a drug because it's taking the place of activities that we can use for self-improvement. Some people become dependent on it, much like a drug is. I thought this question, number one, how are the feeds of Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube tailored to the user? So, like, do you guys know about, like, in the actual documentary, they talked about a rabbit hole, like, when you're on YouTube and then you're watching, like, I don't know, camping videos and then the next video will literally just be a camping video and then you just watch a bunch of camping videos yeah yeah so basically like it's kind of interesting how the algorithms are set up to to like Uh, like youtube they they collect your data and history yeah they um they show you videos that you currently watched or like previously watched so that you get more into it like that's how the algorithm works i think yeah and so I feel like that just makes it like that much more addictive and that much more like you feel like you always have to like you don't want to get behind I guess on what you're watching if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have like fear of missing out like in case you're skipping a new trend or something then you feel yeah because yeah. like um even more so like nowadays um trends and stuff like they move so quickly and you feel like you always have to be I guess on top of like the newest thing and I feel mm-hmm. like that makes it so much more like yeah, I feel like we're a lot closer because like yes um we like five we there have been a lot of movements like in recent years for more freedom and more equality and things like that but at the same time we're kind of we've kind of been giving up our freedom through social media and through being tracked and having technology and like everyone being connected that way so what do you guys think yeah and i especially think social media is like a huge part of it because with social media it's like way easier to share opinions about stuff and like if you share a video of someone's opinion with your friends and like you just keep um, liking videos of those opinions like everyone can like kind of begin to like share the same viewpoints there and it's just kind of like group thinking there what i'm trying to say is like it's all similar thoughts there kind of like the people in uh, 1984 no one is kind of really thinking for themselves they're just kind of like agreeing with what this person is saying and not really forming their own opinions yeah for me i think that i actually disagree i actually don't think that we're closer to a dystopian society because when you look at a dystopian society there's no variance in opinion like you said right but I feel like in our country today, like maybe with teenagers our age, there's a lot of bandwagoners and a lot of like trend people, but there are so many free thinkers out there and so much variance that I don't think that we're that close to a dystopian society. And the fact that like a dystopian society is based on like, like 
being equal kind of like a I don't know like a lot of people like see like a lot of these like 1984 stuff is like kind of similar to like Marxism like 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 that kind of view of just like um like equality for all but I feel like right now like we have so much diversity and variance in thoughts and people and like pathways and stuff like that if that makes sense yeah that's a really good point especially like now that I read the question again like are we in the United States and like I feel like yeah in the United States there are a lot more um like Alexis said difference in opinions and variants and stuff and people have that freedom to be able to think that way so yeah I think we've definitely strayed away kind of from dystopian society yeah not just like opinion but also the fact that like not like in dystopias there's problems that are overlooked like there's corruption that's overlooked that people don't focus on like in 1984 where there's problems that people don't even care about like the and stuff but in our country today like and right now rather than the past like a lot of these problems involving just like world problems if you think about like just like i don't know racism or child labor or stuff like that it's all on the table like people actually address these problems whereas in the past all this stuff was kind of like taboo stuff that a lot of people didn't really address fully if that makes sense um and in 1940 um, you guys have any thoughts i think i think we've been um getting closer for like the last 10 years as technology advances i think we've been a lot closer i've been reconnecting with my old friends parents grandparents stuff like that and if someone has access to our information i think it will be easier for them to create a totalitarian system because we're all connected yeah, yeah. oh yeah I, i was just gonna say i think that also relates to like question three and how it like asks how important is your right to privacy um and like how with technology like we don't have as much privacy so i feel like that's the main argument for like oh we're getting closer to a dystopian society but then also alexis's argument that like there are more freedom for ideas and that makes us farther away you see a lot of like sorry i was just going back to it but you see in like dystopian examples like for example the like the giver how that's kind of it's supposed to be a utopia but it's actually a dystopia because they knew a lot of people's voices and opinions and mm-hmm. stuff yeah it's kind of different. but anyways what do you guys think about how important your right to privacy is i think everyone can agree that they want their stuff to be private yeah yeah but like- um should our movements be tracked through an app on our cell phones so that wherever we have gone or whomever we have con- come into contact with is stored on a government computer that was one of the questions yeah i mean it's kind of like when they put it like that it's like scary to think about i mean i would like to know if i've been in contact with someone or been in the same place as someone but like if it's getting to a point where that continues even after the pandemic and it's like being used against me I don't know it's just hard to set limits to that kind of thing because it's like is it yeah. for my own safety or is it for their um benefit? it's very unpredictable because mm-hmm. you don't want to just place your faith in the hands of somebody who could 
ultimately abuse that power and that information about yourself. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, you know, I think some... it's inevitable that we yeah. lose all of our privacy because the people who make the technology can do whatever they want with uh, what they have. And I think that yeah. like goes back to we have to be aware of how much we're using it so it's not like we just become like in question two so we don't just become products these apps or whatever like we have to still keep our rights and stuff like that